Have you heard of Borg? Okay, Boomer, it's B-O-R-G. It stands for Blackout Rage Gallon. It's literally a gallon jug filled with a bottle of vodka and water and some flavored electrolytes and then labeled with a funny pun in Sharpie, something like Captain Borgen or Borgen Donor or, oh, I don't know. Hey there, Borg here. College kids invented it and uh, went viral on TikTok a while ago. The mainstream media just picked up on it a couple of weeks ago after 28 ambulances were called to a St. Patrick's Day event at a college campus. It's not just Borg, though. There's Frozen Fruit Roll-Up, there's Red Boot, Vanilla Girl, Beezen, all viral trends and fairly decent band names. As investors, our secret weapon was coming up with a repeatable process for finding these trends and hopefully connecting them to a public company, figuring out if we think the trend is going to move the needle for the company's stock price. So today on Dumb Money, a lesson in Borgonomics and profiting from online trends. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chris Jordan, I obviously have my Borg going this morning. Uh, I'm hoping you two made a batch <laughs> as well. It's too early, dude. It's morning. No Can I can't wait. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is this is Borg. This, this is like an all-day drink, and it will keep me hydrated. Not uh, Not medical advice. <laughs> that's that's what I that's what I've seen in all of these news stories. It's like this is the most dangerous gallon you could possibly imagine. We are not financial advisors, and we are definitely not medical advisors. So listen to nothing we have to say here as it relates to your own investments or your own drinking patterns. I, I will tell you that drinking this is a bad idea. I don't, I don't have to be a medical professional for that, but this this is. I mean, it tastes good. But it's a bad idea, Dave, Dave. We we drank that in college. It was it was just inside of a trash can. And by the way, the concept of having it inside your own personalized gallon thing is kind of genius. But we yeah. it's basically the trash can punch, right? Like we went to warehouses and we basically had that exact thing. With I guess the ingredients were a little more simplistic back when we were drinking it, right? It was just- Well, cool. ours was punch, and it was kind of like whatever alcohols were available. Never put. You know, just mixed up. and But this this is your own personal drinking device that you don't have to worry that someone's contaminated it. And actually, one thing that I uh, that I saw, if you if you want to uh, look like you're drinking but not actually drink, you don't have to put, you don't have to put the alcohol in here. Yeah. It's a way to oh. be socially, uh, you know, a rager without actually doing any of the raging. Without without getting blackout drunk, <laughs> twenty eight ambulances called to I think it was uh, which which college was it U UMass or something. The problem is you're you're carrying around a gallon of alcohol. Like that's it's not a good recipe. But no, I mean, it's, it's convenient and having to find a, a refill <laughs> when you're Why out on the Saint, it was a, it was Saint Patty's Day. Uh, parade or march or something that happens uh annually at whatever college that was I'll, f I'll find it in my notes hang on why couldn't the borg trend just be a pint 
I, I it just be a pint instead of a gallon. Like we wouldn't that have any. Might issues. be too little, but like a half gallon might be well responsible. Oh my god! <laughs> Even finding I, I we don't drink milk. This is this is was purified uh, water, distilled water or whatever. The the best part now it's about a fancy cocktail. I people are just someone making Dave. Do you think I would make a a virgin Borg? Yeah, at eleven a.m. Yeah. Look, no, I'm guys, saving it for later. I'm saving it for uh, when we when we go out to uh, what's what's the college street these days? Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> Sixth Street down in Austin. Uh, yeah. You know, the thing is, it's recession proof though because it's it's got to be the cheapest way to drink. I mean, these kids are just pouring basically vodka into a gallon bucket and just drinking that all night. No, they add know. water. It's not. It's it's like. 16 ounces of vodka and water and then like a Mio or, you know, one of those flavored uh, things that turns water into a flavored treat, then it becomes flavored. All right. But, but Dave, let's, let's break down the trade because when I first saw this trend popping on TikTok, I immediately thought of one of our best trades ever, which was Newell Brands, the DIY slime trade from like nine years ago. Yep. We saw that kids were making slime at their house. It became a monster trend with families all around the world. And as observational traders, the first thing we did was say, what is in this slime and can we profit off it? Is there a connection to an investment opportunity? Sure enough, the key ingredient of DIY slime was Elmer's white glue, which was selling out in every single store on earth. This is a company that was owned by a larger company called Newell Brands. I think Elmer's Glue was about 2.3% of the parent company, but they near doubled Elmer's Glue sale over like a 90-day period, which is the biggest jump in Elmer's Glue sale in the history of Elmer's Glue. That actually caused companies' earnings at Newell Brands to go up by 17, I think it was like, it was like 17% that quarter, something huge um, on their profits. I, I forget the exact number. Bottom line is it had a huge impact on the parent company. And I think I made $350,000 on that trade in three weeks, all because we saw a trend and we connected the dots to an investable opportunity. So here we have another huge trend, the Borg trend with college students, basically tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of kids around the country that are making these Borgs. What the hell is in this? What is in this stuff? I looked and I found two key ingredients that tend to be in most people's Borg concoctions. Ingredient one, Mio. Mio's made by Kraft Heinz. Ingredient two, liquid IV, which kind of helps with your hangovers, I guess. That's made by Unilever. The other ingredients are basically just water and vodka or whatever kind of alcohol you want to put in. The problem, guys, is that both of those companies are mega cap companies, right? Like Kraft Heinz is $47 billion market cap. Unilever is $185 billion market cap. So as investors, we found something early. We connected the dots to an investable opportunity. But will Borgs move the needle for Kraft or Unilever based on an increase in either Mio sales or liquid IV sales due to all these kids making boards? Borgs? 
No, I would say no. I don't, right? I don't see no way. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, see so any like, way I, I that agree you that this specific trend is not going to move the needle for a Kraft Heinz or a Unilever. But what you're looking at is maybe like a trend towards, um, you know, consumer staples, um, and away from discretionary spending, right? And so you get so you get more and more people buying these cheaper products um, from consumer staples, gives them pricing power, and so. Are you going to like triple your money on a Kraft Heinz investment? No. But is it a decent, safe place to be while the recession plays out? Maybe. So, so Jordan, what you're saying, you have a thesis that says the Borg isn't going to move the needle for either of these companies, but the Borg trend is representative of it's a larger trend. With a consumer staple coal mine, right? And so it's just, it's just the trend of what people are doing now. People are trying to save money. By making their own stuff or buying their own food products as opposed to going out and spending retail, right, at restaurants or bars or pre-mixed drinks. They're, 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 looking to, they're looking to save, and that benefits some companies, maybe like Kraft and Unilever. Is that your thesis? That's correct, yeah. It's not, 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 a, bad, not a bad thesis during this time. I'm not trading it, but I like it. I mean, I don't know. Dave, general, you said we're stable companies do well in recession, right? And we're, and so, you know, most likely we're heading to recession. And, you know, if you have to be somewhere that maybe those are decent places to be. I, I think the bigger lesson is if you were on TikTok or YouTube and you saw this trend, this board trend, and you didn't stop and say, wait a second, is there an investable opportunity here? then you're not being an effective observational investor, right? Like every single time you see something like this, you have to stop, break it down, and connect the dots to an investable opportunity if one exists, knowing that 99 out of 100 times, you're either not going to be able to connect the dots to an investable opportunity, it's not going to move the needle enough for the publicly traded company that makes that product that would benefit or be harmed by that trend, or three, you're too late, meaning, you know, the market has already seen what you saw. So you're not early enough. Or four, there's something else going on with that company that's maybe more meaningful, more impactful, or more important than that trend that you found that's going to potentially impact that company positively, negatively. But you have to go through the process. If you're yeah. not going through that process every single time you see something trending on TikTok or YouTube, then you're never going to find investments from your life. And, and that's what this channel is all about, right? I mean, that's all that we do at the end of the day. And I think it's important to talk a little about how we, you know, it's not just scrolling TikTok all day to find the TikToks. I actually didn't hear about Borg first on TikTok. I heard about it on YouTube. There's a channel called Food Theory that did a whole video about it. I know that our uh, buddy Austin Hankowitz also told us about it. I know that Nolan from our community tweeted about it and a bunch of the other tre trends. The ones that I mentioned in the top of the show, those were all ones that he had talked about uh, and in a tweet. Where's my Twitter button? Dude, Austin, I, I'm, I'm texting Austin before the show, and he just told me about something else that was kind of off my... Now I feel like, why am I not seeing this stuff? Why is he having to tell me this? But he says that the Ninja Creamer is on fire, but there's... I don't... He doesn't think there's any connection back to a publicly traded company either. Do you know what the Ninja Creamer is? What ninja is the Ninja Creamer? Ninja, no, wait. Ninja Creamy 
I I don't it it it. No, 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 it's so no, new no. it has not even trended into your no, brain it, yet. It, 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 it is an ice cream maker. I, I guess it came out in 2001. Oh, from, oh, Ninja the Ninja brand. Blender yeah, people? Yes, and I don't think that's a publicly traded company is the problem. Um, so there's really no way. Oh, it's a... No, no. I, so there's no I want to share Shark Ninja operating LLC. <laughs> So uh, uh, Nolan, who is one of our community members, and if you uh, want to be a part of that community, you can. It's absolutely free. Uh, dumbmoney.tv slash Discord. You can be a part of it there. Uh, he tweeted basically the secret formula that that I like to use. You see, none, none of these seem investable, but he found a bunch other by using Google Trends, using the rising feature, and looking for the word trend or the word TikTok, yep. and then you look at what's rising. And all of a sudden, like, it kind of, it just filters things like frozen fruit roll up that you may not have associated with or or even been served because you know when you're on TikTok you kind of get in your own echo chamber of things that you think are going to be useful and you keep scrolling and you get more of the same sometimes you don't break all the way out into trendville so this is a way to find the trends that are trending that you may not actually see just by scrolling dude frozen fruit roll ups <laughs> dude I love Nolan, man. He 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 has really embraced uh, the social arb strategy, man. He's killing it. What is that, Dave? Is that those, those are some examples of the uh, fruit roll up challenge? Okay, fruit roll so up and ice cream. But but here, yeah, so that's a chart on fruit roll up. This is a chart on this is this is a chart on the word trend. And then uh, there was a moon trend that was trending. So he hit minus moon so that it didn't confuse the data. But then if you scroll down here to the related queries and you go to the rising version, you get a list of things that you can then do additional research on. You can you can do a breezen, the bees in twin trends. You know what that is? That's putting Burt's bees on your eye eyelids. That sounds like a terrible idea. But the turkey teeth trend, the upside down bikini trend. So if you're if you're like me and you don't want to spend all if you're not Chris Camillo and he's on Twitter all day, every day, but I'm not. This is my way of finding trends on Twitter, on TikTok by using by using. This is my way of finding trends on TikTok by using Google Trends. Okay, two two tips, though, Dave, one tip that's really important, a common mistake people make is. They don't understand the importance of the time period to look for. So it's really important if you're looking for trending topics via Google Trends by looking at the word trend, you have to kind of look for like a 90 day chart, right? You want to see what's trending over the past 90 days or even 30 days 30 or even days. five days. It can be the shorter, the better. Five days, trends. Yeah. But you don't want to look really longer than 90 days. That would be the cap of where you would want to look at the word trend uh if you're trying to surface new trends that is right you're listening to the dumb money live podcast this this is another example for past 30 days on the word tiktok so things that are are rising in google trends you that are based on the word tiktok but he's put minus ceo congress band because all of these words are like being talked about a lot so if you you have to get that out of your search and then you go down here to the related queries again rising 
this is where you find UMass TikTok drinking trend. UMass is where the uh, where the ambulances had to come. Uh, TikTok Borgs, uh, peanut butter kitchen prank. Who's Louise? I don't know. Is 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 Jiffy a public company? This would be so much easier if there weren't like three companies that rolled up every single consumer packaged good company over the past 20 years. Exactly. It's just these companies are too large. They're too diversified. So it's really difficult when it comes to a product that you find in a store, moving the needle for one of these hundred plus billion dollar companies off of a TikTok trend. Specifically for consumer packaged goods. They all roll up. And also like beauty like most beauty products, shampoo, all that, those are the same companies. It what works, Dave, I think, Dave. a little bit better with fashion. And that's why, but, we, but that's no. why we keep talking about shoes on this channel. But there are opportunities. There are opportunities. You can't get discouraged. It's okay that you will look at 100 trends to find one that's investable. Listen, one of our largest trades ever was Elf Cosmetics, right? That was a beauty company that happened to be close to a pure play on a yeah. on a on a trending product at the time that was in it's, basically it was your its own industry. brand and it's a publicly traded company and it it made up a big percentage of their sales yes so so you can find opportunities it just takes time and patience that's all by the way there is another trend that is so hot it's completely blowing my mind uh, it is the cottage cheese trend cottage cheese you told me about like this what is the cottage cheese trend i have not found this one okay okay so first of all here's a thesis that i have when it comes to trends coming back in style the larger the trend back in the day and the longer it's been since that trend has been something the more likely that trend is to become really really big when it eventually comes back so cottage cheese for those of y'all that are too young to remember was like the biggest thing in the eighties when we were growing up. Right guys. Do you remember Dave cottage cheese? Like our I, I don't really remember that being the biggest thing oh. in the eighties. Dude, it was I remember huge. Rubik's cube. I remember Pac-Man. I remember the so many things were big in the eighties. Cottage cheese was not at the top of my, that would not make the top 100 things that I think about. I remember it was 80s. a treat when I went over to my grandmother's house and I got to have Dude. cottage cheese. I mean, maybe you were living in a different part of America than me where cottage cheese was the big thing of the 80s, but continue. Cottage cheese was huge in the 80s, and then it died. And it died and it stayed dead for three decades until a few months ago, all of a sudden, probably because of the protein craze, cottage cheese came roaring back. And I mean- Cottage cheese is actually selling out at a lot of grocery stores right now. That's how hot it is, and it's because of TikTok, okay? It's because it went crazy viral on TikTok because it's a great I had had to uh, go to Google to search for cottage cheese 80s trend, and you are right. The cottage cheese diet was a thing. It was trendy in the 80s. It was called the 80s diet food. There isn't an official plan. It's usually folks eating nothing but cottage cheese for three days straight. But some will include fruit and veggies. I I was not aware of this and not eating nothing but cottage cheese in the eighties. But I okay, I stand corrected. And when I do, I have full transparency. I'm willing to give it to you when when you when you're right, Dave. You must pull up a five year chart for the word cottage cheese right now. 
Just pull up a five-year Google Trends chart for the word cottage cheese just in the U.S. And this is what this is absolutely wild. Okay, like the movement here, United States, five years. Boom. Yeah, Boom. that's definitely there we a, go. a trend. Yeah. All right. So the question is, how do we make money off the cottage cheese trend? How do we make money? Chris, I start telling Warren and Jeff Hines is huge. So now you've got two semi-small things <laughs> that help move the needle for Kraft Heinz. It's, I, I have determined that it will not move the needle for Kraft Heinz. I could be wrong, but I don't even think the two things Generally, together will make people are, you know, you're not going out. So you're buying your Kraft cheese. You're buying your Kraft Mio. You're buying all of these things. And Kraft is getting your dollar instead of the restaurant or the, you know, they're getting the incremental dollar right now. And they've got price of power. The problem is, Jordan, that all of these dairy farmers are independent and the cottage cheese brands generally are owned by these huge multinational food companies, except for one, except for one, but it's private. Okay. Um, good culture. Have you guys heard of good culture cottage cheese? It's like one of these newer, healthy, organic cottage cheese brands. I think there's some, some celebrity investors. I would do anything to be able to invest in good culture cottage cheese. If anybody's watching this show and you have a contact, an employee at good culture that is willing to sell me some of their shares, I will pay them a premium. I will also pay you cash money for connecting me with that person. My Twitter is at Chris Camillo. You could DM me. You could email me, Chris at dumbmoney.tv. I am desperate to get in on this cottage cheese trend. I'm desperate to make money off of this. But I have to get shares in good culture, and they are a very small private company. So we have done this in the past. This is not, this is not impossible, okay? We did this with Robinhood, right, guys? Um, we've done this with other companies that were private where we could not find shares. And we have, we basically called every single shareholder. We actually got on the phone. We found every shareholder of the company and we called them up one at a time until we found someone who was which, willing to which sell. Which stock was, I can't remember which stock was that because we called like Snoop Dogg's people. Was that Robin Hood? Yeah, and we, the last shareholder we called, the very last shareholder that we called owned a winery outside of San Francisco and agreed to sell us $1 million of of his Robin Hood stock that we ended up making a crazy amount of money off of. But so you can do this if you're an accredited investor and you're willing to hire an attorney and pay $5,000 to get paperwork drafted to actually transact private shares person to person. Um, I wouldn't suggest anybody else does this because we're not financial advisors, but I want to do this with this company. So and it's like tweeted about this. So yes, get in touch with Chris Camillo at Chris Camillo on Twitter if you um, have access to shares in good culture food. But guys, this is what it's about. This is what being an observational investor is all about. It's about looking at every single trend, every single change in consumer behavior, every single shift in culture, every single thing that's popping on TikTok. You have to be first to see it and then you have to connect all the dots back to all the companies that could benefit or be harmed. And then you got to place your investments 
when you're able to. And most of the time, you're not able to or you don't want to because it's not going to move the needle or the company's too big or it's private and you can't. But you have to try, right? Like if you don't try, then you're never going to find. And by the way, you only need to identify one huge trend every couple of years that you're able to connect to an investment to completely crush it in the stock market. If you could just get one big winning trade every few years, one, one trade every few years because you saw something early and you connected the dots to identify how to make money off that thing that you saw, you will be in the top one-tenth of 1% of all investors in the world, if you could do that once every two years. That's it. That's all it takes. We didn't do it today, obviously. Oh, wait, wait. There is one oh, Wait, more. there's more. I, but this wasn't a trend more. per se. Not a trend. This is this isn't something he, you discovered on Twitter, but this is the trade that I said, if we get 200 likes, we would reveal. But unfortunately, we only have 40 likes. Yeah. So we can't, <laughs> we can't reveal it. And that, we only have, it looks like, 135 people watching if my uh counter is right is it because it's a holiday week is that how is proud it's i don't know this isn't i'm taking one shot of this borg for every like we are everything we get we're at one we're at 40 and one now so oh Oh, there we go 46 so all right we gotta get to 200 50 I want to talk about investing. I want to talk about investing on some investing in hip moves. Oh, look, we got 55 now. All right, there we go. All right, so here's the thing. This weekend, there are two huge movies coming out, okay? There is Air. Air is the Nike movie, like the the, the Air Jordan, like the foundation of of Air Jordan with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Huge film coming out, right? Like Ben Affleck, Viola Davis, Jason Bateman is in it. This is a movie that uh, Amazon is releasing in theaters, not on Amazon streaming yet. Uh, It it came out yesterday, actually. 95% Rotten Tomato critic score, 98% um, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. This this is a movie that I want to see anyway. Even if we weren't talking about this, this looks like a great movie, and it's projected to grow sixteen to eighteen million dollars. They're doing thirty-five hundred screens opening weekend. Uh, it is a five-day weekend too, and so um, I think a holiday this, weekend. That's huge. Yes, that's huge. But do you know what my investment is not? It is not Amazon. My investment is Nike. All right. So, so question, question before we talk about that: Can a movie? have a meaningful impact on a publicly traded company's brand, okay, on a on a on a global brand. And I have the answer to that question. And the answer to that question is a resounding yes. And I'm going to give you two examples. 1986, oh, before I even get to a movie example, a song, 1986. Do you remember Run DMC? My Adidas? At the time, yes. Adidas was a flailing brand. And that single song by Run DMC completely reignited that brand and, and started a major run uh, for Adidas. Example number two, 
2004, you'll remember this movie, guys, Sideways, so with Paul Giamatti and I think it was Thomas Hayden Church. That movie was all about wine, okay? Huge hit. Particularly one? Pinot Noir. It wasn't that their like, one that they just kept talking yeah. about, kept hyping? Yeah. Pinot Noir so, sales that year went through the roof. And they okay, destroyed Merlot sales. To be exact, to be exact, Pinot Noir sales, I believe, were up 50% that year because of that movie. But you know what else was up approximately 50%? Riddell Wine Glass Sales, maker of fine wine glasses, saw their sales rocket 50% that year because they were talking about the importance of drinking out of a proper wine glass in the movie, okay? So, yes, a movie can have a major impact on a global brand. The question we have to answer today is, will air the movie, which we know, based on reviews, is supposed to be incredible. Can it lift Nike, okay? Because Nike had a terrible quarter. They had too much inventory. They had issues in China. And now we have this movie over a three-day weekend. Reviews are through the roof. Can this ignite the Nike brand or can it even like get people excited about owning Nike stock over the next few days? I don't have the answer, but I'm kind of thinking about buying some Nike stock today. I don't own it yet. Only because I think people are going to be so excited this weekend after watching this movie that come Monday. Is the market open Monday? No, they're not. No, it's market's closed Monday. Yes, it is. Yes, it's closed tomorrow, but it's open Monday. Oh, it's open okay. Monday? Oh, I think 50% sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. So when people come back to the market, I think personally, I think there's a chance they might come back and for good or bad reasons, just want to own Nike because they're so amped on this movie. It's not a big trade for me. It'll be a really tiny trade. I think it's a fun one, but there's another one. There's another movie coming out this weekend. Mario Brothers. And that's supposed to be the number one movie of the weekend. Can that move the needle for Nintendo? I, I The movie didn't have good reviews. That's the problem. So I, I don't know. It had like a 55% Rotten Tomato score. It's still going to crush, though. I can tell crush. you, I will not be seeing the Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers movie. I will be seeing Air. This looks just so... It's like a... They might even start eating cottage cheese in this movie because it's... Isn't it right around the same time frame? <laughs> It might. All right, Dave, I am buying Nike stock right now. I will probably sell it on Monday or Tuesday, but let's just see if this trade works. I have no idea if this is going to work, but I do believe that there is better than a 50-50 chance that Nike will open up positive after this weekend. I hope I don't lose money between now and the end of market today, but... I'm buying Nike right now. But you, do you see, what what kind of jump do you see Mike, Nike making off of the perception of more Air Jordan sales? And is that uh, purely I other actually, people like you who are trying to jump in on a trend? No. Okay, so Dave, are that's, you that's actually expecting question. it to have an impact on Nike sales that would not be reported until the end of the quarter, which would be about a month from now? No. So, Dave, we don't need to wait that long because it's all about investors' perception. Sorry, I'm, I'm actually buying this right now. Um, it's actually about investors' perception on what they think is going to happen 
come Monday, Tuesday. But we do know that Nike had a pretty meaningful lift in Air Jordan sales after the airing of the the documentary, Jordan documentary on Netflix, which is really popular. So we do have precedent here that tells us that a television show can meaningfully move the needle for Nike. And I think this movie might be able to as well. I'm not sure, but I think it, I think it might. It's for me, it's worth a trade, but I can't make it because I forgot my password. Here, oh, just yeah, I, I know your password. It's no, don't, you probably do know my password. <laughs> oh no, if I do, then that's an insecure <laughs> password. Uh, so here's uh, th- this is a five day chart on Nike, and you see it dropped yesterday. Oh, no, but if you look at a one day chart, it is on fire. <laughs> this this right here, this little move, I would call the dumb money effect. From right about oh, here, you started talking about it to here. It's up zero point three percent since we started talking about it. Down before we mentioned that, and now it's oh. No, it's been, it's, been, it's been up all day, or ever since the drop this morning, it's been recovering. I can't even get. I, I don't even know how to place to trade anymore, man. I don't know what's going on. I don't even know how to log into my brokerage account. You've literally found dumb money here. A guy <laughs> talks stocks all day long and doesn't even know how to log into his brokerage account. Uh. <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that, I, think this, that, I think that was the shortest short we'll ever have. Uh, I, I can't. You're so giggling f- about not knowing your password. It's just so fr- now the stuff it keeps. It's like the market makers are watching this. Oh shoot! The market makers are watching this, just having fun with me, raising the price. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got my options. Okay, <laughs> let's go. It's not enough to make a difference if I'm wrong, but I'm going to play this for next week. Well, that would be exciting to watch, and we will report back next week on how this did. We'll probably have an episode on Tuesday. So, uh, are we wrapping it up? That's that's well. You might have you might have heard the tone of my banter here going towards wrap up mode. Okay, that's. Or do you have other topics you want to talk about? Keep people no, watching no, no, at the I, very end. That's enough. We, we talked about Borgs, cottage cheese, frozen fruit roll ups. Uh, the Nike Air movie, the Sideways movie, Mario Brothers movie. I mean, this this is being an observational investor. It's a torturous life because, you know, like I said, 99 of 100 times, you're not going to find an investment from any of this stuff. But when you do, it's pretty magical. Um, and that's what you do. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Dave, you, you around this weekend, should we have a Borg party for Easter or something like I uh, will have to refresh my bottle because this one's going to get polished off right now. <laughs> yes, we should have a Borg party. This oh. this makes nice Easter colors too. You you can put different oh. colors in there. Hey, can can I get? Uh, I I want to get our community for the ten people that are watching still. I want to do something. Dave. No, we've actually uh, we haven't lost anyone. Okay, I want to do something. I need your help to do it because you're the only one here capable of this. I, we've been slacking, I think, on our merch sales for a while, 
And well, we basically I, turned the store off for a while, and now we we put okay. some items back on. So I love our hoodie, but I love this hoodie so much. So this hoodie, this Pokemon hoodie that I got from the hundreds, has like it has like a raised thing on the front. Because our hoodie, Dave, you can't even see the the logo. Literally got like ten washes, and it's off. Like high quality merch can, right can there. We, can we do our version? <laughs> can we do our version of this hoodie, please? Like, oh, I mean, we're using we're using like random direct to garment printers that aren't going to be able to do that puffed ink. If you if you want to do it, we'll have to commit to a quantity, and they'll sit in a warehouse somewhere, and then you'll be responsible for mailing them out to people. I I, I will do that. I will. Or that that merch company up north that we visited with, maybe they can pull it off for us. Um, who's who is that? Oh, for the ice cream remember. thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to deal with a real company on this. I, I, I just want to have, I just want to have a good one for myself. You just I know want to have one made, don't you? But I'm sure that if we you can come okay, up here's with the thing. If you have one made, go ahead and have like ten made, and they'll be limited edition, and we can put those on the website. No, that's totally fine. But can you help me make it? That's that's like actually design it and. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, because you know I'm. Like it needs to be more than just a logo, though. It needs to be some kind of like phrase, like milk and cats or something. <laughs> but ergonomic, <laughs> I've left you speechless. No. Oh man. All right. Let, let, let's get on that. Uh, so new. Oh, new cruise going to cruise would be a good one to uh, to put on a uh, sweatshirt. Wait, what is that? Cruiser's going to cruise. A cru- <laughs> oh man, I I don't know, I don't know. I feel I'm over cruisers gonna cruise. I want something that's like permit, like just a brand. Dumb money. You just want dumb money. I just want dumb money. I just want okay. clean dumb money. But like, but like, but in puffy cool. ink. What puffy ink on a higher quality sweatshirt? Yeah, you, you know what well, brand I'm, that is I'm now. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna literally ta- text Bobby and Ben Hundreds right now and see uh, if they can sell us some of these hoodies. Just find out or who I... did who made it for them, and we will have it, the exact one made. I think they make their own stuff. Uh, I, they might be able to do it. I own. guarantee you, Bobby Hundreds is not sitting there with a sewing machine making his own stuff. He's he's outsourced <laughs> no, I mean, that like to someone. Basic... Well, yeah, they use some. I, don't, I think they. Yeah, of course they use someone. I'll find out. Exactly. That's all I'm asking is for you to find out. Yeah. And so I can, in second order 50, like they're going to sell us 50, I'm going to end up with 500 of these they, things. Yeah, well, yeah, the cost per will be extreme, but how much How much would you pay for one dumb money puffy sweatshirt? $200. Okay. So uh, that's probably a little bit more than the unit price will be, so you'll be able to subsidize everyone else's. You pay 200 It'll probably it's probably going to be a fifteen hundred dollars setup charge though. So I mean, it's going to be expensive. Uh, I know that's that's the problem. Direct to garment's the only way to go with our kind of quantities. Plus, do any this is not party season. By the way, party season is in the rearview mirror. Oh, by the time this is ready, it'll it'll be yeah, fall again before by the time this is ready. Yeah, not not for me. I'll, I'm really always planned for the. 24 hoodie season. I mean, people will buy them here. I'll turn on the chat so everyone can uh, 
can see. It'll take a second for it to load back up, but this is where we just go off the rails at the end of a show and talk about whatever is on our minds. Can we not? Oh, thanks for going to catch an ice cream, Hector. Appreciate that. We need all the business we can get up there. 50 bucks. Uh, can we, is there not a place that will make them like one-offs in high quality, but they'll just charge us a ton of money for them? I mean, no, they're high. The high quality is like the, you can get a high quality sweatshirt. It's just the yeah. printing has to be that kind of direct to garment because they're not going to do a screen. They're not going to cut a screen for yeah. one item. It's that kind of printed directly to the garment or ironed off. I don't know how they do it, but it's basically one-off printing that isn't that kind of nice puffy ink that you like. Oh, you know what we can do, Dave? I know what we can do. Remember when we donated all of that money into the Dumb Money Community Fund? <laughs> if we can talk. If we can talk the mods who control that fund into letting us take some of that money the most out. expensive sweatshirt ever for the community. No, no, I mean, I just think they're going to gonna have better ways to spend that money. Just to pay the setup, just to pay the setup. I mean, everybody will benefit because we'll all be able to get that way. The community will be able to get really, really nice hoodies for like a normal price. We won't have to like, we won't have to spread the price out for people to pay. If we take the money from the community fund to pay the machinery fee or whatever. I think that's a terrible idea. But if you think it's a great idea and you're a member of the Dumb Money Discord, just just uh, at me on there and I will uh, I will say that I was wrong. <laughs> I it's We have to have a nice piece of merch, like something actually like nice, like that's not going to rub off. Stuff I'm surprised that yours, I, mine is still in perfect condition. I'm, I don't know what kind of uh, harsh detergent you're using or something. How often do you, Dave? No, I'm gonna, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't wash it. I, yeah, I, I only wear it when I'm sitting here on television. The roughest washing machine, like the old school top loader. The, it's because he doesn't have a high efficiency machine. Uh, no, Jordan, Jordan, it just broke. Um, I just replaced the motor after 22 years. And know, it, it, that, that, why do you have a 22 year old washing machine? Water. Let me just tell you something, dude. The washer repair man who came here, and I know I've told you this story in the past. Was it the Maytag yeah. man from the 80s? He said that I should keep that washer forever. He has a, a similar one that he maintains for himself. He's like, you cannot. He also hates the environment, and he likes wasting money on his water bill. Do you know, and he also enjoys being your washer repairman and yeah, knowing right. that yeah. nobody has repairable yeah. machines anymore. You're the, the only, only one left. Is every 10 years, and it's time. It's like I'm over two years over on doing this. Like around the lid, there's a lot of rust, and the rust starts leaking into the pen. <laughs> so I need to take the top off, sandpaper the rust off, and then I buy this like solution that base. It's like a paint, basically. Yeah. Right? And that's my own. So it's just the rust and the mechanics. But I keep I keep a wardrobe up here, and I think my sweatshirt is here. It is still in perfect condition. I love I love our sweatshirt. It's great. It's like a nine, but I want to. It's a great sweat. It's a great hoodie. Look at right? that. It's beautiful. It I don't know. Th uh, this might be one of the items that's no longer available because we switched merch printers. Just because we were paying them, we were paying a monthly fee, and nobody was ordering anything, so we just shut that down and uh, uploaded some new items to uh, one that doesn't have a annual fee, monthly fee. The problem is, wait, where's my? Well, this is 
We're still on the air, by the way. I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with that one. I'm, I'm just reminding you that we're still on the air because we we do argue and talk like this even after we say goodbye. We, we come back and have an off-air conversation. I, I didn't want you to be confused and think that you were in that mode, Chris. Do you have an extra one you could sell me or no? This is my only one. All right. All right. It's, it's a prop. All right. I, I, I keep I, all of my uh, black T-shirts and I have long sleeves up here. Because I always like to wear black because then everything's consistent and it looks good on this set. The dark set. Like, your white it actually looks good. I might have to try something. Oh, and I have this, my Tesla my Tesla shirt. I, I do want to answer a couple questions that people have asked, so we're not completely ignoring everyone. Alex, I bought the options that expire next Friday, but I'll probably sell them as soon as the market opens next week. Uh, I don't know that there's any opportunities related to Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, Lily. Uh, I haven't really thought deeply about that, but offhand, I can't think of any. And also, I have not thought about Dollar General or Dollar Tree. I feel that, yes, they would benefit from this environment, but also it's a trade that everybody knows about. So I feel that priced in at this point, like Jordan was saying. It's, it's well, that's kind of the, somebody made a comment that the staples, the consumer staples are at pretty high multiples right now. And that's why, because, yeah. you know, all the money's already flown there. Um, and so what else can they, can you get a little bit more out of it? I don't know. But, you know. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think, by the way, do you remember when we did, when we invested in that elf trade at like seven bucks and I was so proud when I sold it at 16 and it's at like 78 bucks now. Like it's crazy what that company has done since the elf primer putty went viral on YouTube, like uh, five years this, ago. Six years ago. The, here's the stock chart for elf. It's unbelievable. It's insane. Oh, by the way, you know what else is insane? You know, all of our trade, most of our big trades are just going nuts. O-N-O-N, -O -N, on running. People were like so frustrated with us talking about that darn thing for the past year. It finally went nuts. Um, it, it was up 50% in a week on earnings a couple weeks ago. Hmm. Absolutely nuts. I'm not, I'm not uh, still in that, are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in it. I'm not in it as much as I was back in the day. I wish I had stayed in with my full position. But I had I need some cash. So all right. Well, listen, everyone have a great good Friday, Easter weekend. Everybody go see air and then get hyped on Nike and go buy Nikes over the weekend and tweet about it and get investors excited so they pour into it so I can sell my Nike on Monday out of profit <laughs> but I, I, we're seeing night we're seeing air on friday dave like the whole family we're going to see it uh all the middle middle school kids are talking about it i can't wait no it looks great i when i first saw it i i thought for sure it was a streaming movie you, you know i i read a story that went viral this week about ben affleck and matt damon having a bank account together when they were yes, kids i saw that i feel like i don't know that we had a bank I, we might have had a bit we probably had three bank accounts going for random businesses of ours when we, we were like we've had 14. business accounts together but yeah. um we also had there was a time frame when you didn't have a credit card and i became your credit card and i kept not even a spreadsheet it was just like a, a notebook paper with okay 
you know, minus 30 for Chris. Okay. He's plus, plus 10. I remember that. Do you still have that? No, I remember the notepad that you would keep my tab on. You were literally my, when I was a teenager, you were my credit card and you had a notebook with a pencil and you would write, keep a tab. Yeah. Of what I was doing. I mean, I don't still have it. I, I don't know what the current balance is, uh, but the interest that you owe since we were teenagers is going to be insane. When I, whenever I do find that notebook, that's my payday right there. Oh my God. I think we actually had a fight over that. Like, cause we let it lapse for years and then you called me out on it and I thought I had paid you and you're like, Nope, I would have crossed it out. You still owe me. It was like $8 yeah. or something. Yeah. When I, when I found it the years later, <laughs> do you remember when I was at, yeah. But, and then it happened again later in life. Do you remember when you had to uh, open your tab again when, I... when we first moved to LA? Oh, when I was broke again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and again, you didn't have any credit cards. They were all taken away from you. Let's hope that was the last. I really hope that's the last time in our life that that happens. Oh, man. I always know. Worst case, just go, go to my backup credit card provider. Bank of Dave is standing by. Oh, man. All right. Thank you guys for watching. Thanks for watching. Holiday week. Um, Appreciate it. Have an awesome weekend, guys, and go watch air. And buy some cottage cheese and uh, frozen fruit, frozen milk. He's not an investment advisor. He's not going to tell you what stocks to buy, but he will tell you what products to buy to help his stock plays. Yeah. yeah. Buy, buy everything on Amazon and buy Apple products and buy go buy a Tesla this weekend, too. That'll help me out. Yeah. Sounds fair. Okay. We're done, Mother. We'll see you next week.